All right, Bitcoin accumulation country, it's that time of the week again. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, and I'm your host, Phil. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you guys are having a great week. I've got a very interesting interview today with a gentleman named Fab the Fox. And for those of you who don't know who he is, well, you're about to learn a whole lot about him. We got very cosmic, and it was absolutely great to, uh, to have him on. Now, before we dive in to our conversation with Fab the Fox, we are going to talk about dollar cost averaging and Swan Bitcoin. So you want to get into Bitcoin, you want it to be easy, and you may not want to deal with so much of the technical stuff. Well, Swan Bitcoin can help you there. It's a really easy interface. It's a website. It's an easy sign-up process. And with Swan Bitcoin, okay, um, you can do automatic withdrawal from the bank. You can automatically purchase BTC, and you can automatically withdraw it to your chosen wallet. So, you know, for the uh, for the folks that have their own hardware wallets, um, they can go and use that option. I think dollar cost averaging is really great because it makes it possible so that you can capture Bitcoin at different price points because if anybody's actually ever looked at a Bitcoin chart, um, if you're not a professional trader, you're most likely not going to time this market correctly. Okay, that that's that's just the truth. There are going to be some charlatans that are going to try to, you know, tell you that, yeah, sure, you can do it. And absolutely, if you spend a whole lot of time learning how to trade and how to read candle charts and all the different indicators, then yeah, sure, you can absolutely be a successful trader. But most of us don't want to do this as a full time job. We just want to accumulate Bitcoin and Swan Bitcoin makes it really easy to do so. So I'm going to post a link in the uh, in the show notes. I definitely suggest you check it out and uh, and let me know what you think if you do check it out. The happening is over and Bitcoin is starting to uh, starting to build that momentum back up. We're all we're all looking forward to the uh, the next 48 months. And what a way to kick off the first interview after the happening than with Mr. Fab the Fox. Without further ado, Here's my chat with the man himself. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me on another Fun with Bitcoin podcast. Um, I have a gentleman with me today that we started talking on Twitter, I I don't know how many months ago, and we've been desperately trying to get together to do this podcast. And finally, it's happening today. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about Fab the Fox. Uh, Fab the Fox is co-founder of Apricot Media. Uh, the first book they published was The Bitcoin Standard from Saifedina Moose. Uh, he's also co-host of, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce it, uh, it's Einenswig, which is 21 <laughs> in German. Did I even come close? Uh, it's okay. It's it's Einenswig, but, but 20, 21 is okay. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, without further ado, Fab the Fox, thank you so much, man, for coming on my podcast. Hi, Phil. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. Great. Very, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Very cool. Very cool. So look, before we dive into, uh, you know, what you do in Apricot Media um, and what we really want to start off with is the rabbit hole story. How did you get, you know, how did you get into Bitcoin and why are you here? All right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's not getting too long. <laughs> um, um, I'd start with... Uh, I think a lot of Bitcoiners had the same thing. Um, I, I always had the feeling like so, something's wrong, like with the world, you know what I mean? Like 
something is is not right but I, I i never knew and i could never like articulate what and why and then when i was in my mid 20s I, i started reading a lot and someday i fell into that uh, that rabbit hole of geopolitics corrupt banking system the fiat money system and stuff and um i just i recognize that the system is very damaged but but i i never knew like is there a solution what what could we do and uh but but what it maybe do was, was that uh, one day i i wanted to find uh, a way out of this you know like uh, a way out of the red race i think that's also what a lot of bitcoiners are doing and what they are struggling for <laughs> true <laughs> I, Yeah, maybe the reason why, why you and I uh, are involved in a podcast and why we do Bitcoin stuff, we just want to get like out of the usual thing because we, we recognize that the system is kind of weird and broken. And then uh, one day I, I, I met a colleague I was in school with and uh, he, he had the same goals, like getting, getting out of it, um, doing something on our own. Um, and we brainstormed a little and... Uh, like over business ideas and stuff, where to invest your money. Um, and one day uh, he's like, he's a, a bit of a tech guy and, and I'm not, I'm, I can't program like nothing. <laughs> and he's kind of a tech guy. And, and one day he came up with a uh, Bitcoin and, and try, try to explain. And, and at first I, I did no conclusion regarding financial systems and stuff. It was, to be honest, just a, okay, we could get rich pretty quick with this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> And so we, we were like, okay, maybe invest something. Maybe maybe we can really make uh, some quick bucks with it. So really, no noble, no noble uh, uh, goal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but then one day uh, when I like uh, connected the stuff I'm I'm always reading about with the Bitcoin thing, it, it just clicked right. Um, like pol uh, politics, ag the agenda of those guys, the agenda of states, the fiat money system. Um, And then one day it was just like, boom, okay, Bitcoin's the way out, right? Um, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm like a perfect example of uh, came for the money, stayed for the money. Yeah. I, I read that read that on Twitter someday, and that's that's just exactly it. Like it's it's not not a, no, a noble cause. It's pretty bad, maybe, but <laughs> but but that's that's how it worked worked for me. Um, and I also fell for the shit coins because, you know, not that, that, that techie. There was the day there was uh, like the weeks where I thought like, okay, blockchain is going to solve everything. That's it's, it's the best thing ever invented. We, we're going to have like a thousand blockchain coins solving all of our, our problems. Um, but uh, I had to go through that one. Uh, I took my time. I learned my lessons. Um, and that's that's why I'm here today. That's, that, that's how I started uh, Apricot Media. That's why I'm on Bitcoin Twitter. Um, that's why I love Bitcoin. That's what why I want Bitcoin to grow and why I want Bitcoin to be the thing. Oh man, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I want to go back though to uh, to a point you yeah. just made, right? About how so so you didn't come from a technical background. If you don't mind me asking, um, what background do you come from? Is it financial? Is it um it, like um, don't have to be specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regarding my education, it was uh, mechanical engineering. Nice. So, so, so not uh, not uh, like the the IT engineering background, but m mechanical engineering. And I worked in that branch, like in project management and stuff. And and to be honest, when I was younger in school, I I, I hated politics. I hated history lessons. So I could 
it was so uninteresting for me. But uh, somehow I, I started reading upon it. And, and I mean, if, if you get to the basics of things, um, I mean, you might have also read uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Um, you know that book? I do know it, but uh, sadly, I haven't read it yet. And one of my good Bitcoiner I'm, friends has <laughs> mentioned it, and it's just sitting on my wish list. I'm, I know it's embarrassing. I'm, no, 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 it's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm also just currently reading it. But, but like, there are a, a lot of books who are who are who tell uh, different uh, um, similar stories. You know? Yes. Um, and and somehow it it it, it sucked me in, and for me. Like not my my mechanical engineering background, but for me that geopolitics history, um, how did the world become what it is today? Reading upon those things was the basis for me to understand Bitcoin and the importance of Bitcoin. Oh, very cool. Um, I also wanted to ask you. Uh, well, I shouldn't say ask you, but I also wanted to comment. I did the same thing, right? You came for the money yeah. and then you stayed for the money. So as well, not such noble, you know, not, not such noble cause to begin with. But as we dig down the rabbit hole, we, we start to realize that Bitcoin um, aligns with our, our better ideals. Exactly. It's, yep. I, I mean, I mean, I feel like it's the thing I've always been searching for, you know, like the thing where I, I didn't know what was wrong with the world. I know now. And and obviously we might have a pretty good solution. And that's just awesome. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay, let's go, uh, let's dive into uh, Apricot Media. Uh, um, so the first book that you published was Seifedin's uh, The Bitcoin Standard. Um, exactly, in German, yeah. In German. Um, so I guess my, my question is, how did you, you know, how did you stumble into that situation and decide to do that? Um, so at, at first, um, me, me and my colleague, uh, uh, we, we the founders like the colleague who brought me to Bitcoin, who first told me about Bitcoin, um, is is my co-founder of Apricot Media <laughs> today, um, and we stumbled into the the, the rabbit hole together, right? Uh, invested a little bit, uh, read up on those things, sent articles to us, um, debated Bitcoin. Does it make sense? Does it have a future and stuff? And since um, the, 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 the original reason we, we sat together and we, we started meeting regularly was starting a business. Uh, one day after we like really got Bitcoin, um, I was in vacation, I guess, somewhere in Spain and I was reading Saif's book. And after the book, I was like blown away because I've heard and, and read some articles about like Austrian economy and stuff. But, but for me, um, Saif's book was the first huge introduction into Austrian economics so that I really understood the principles, you know, I, I like had, you, you had the super perfect explanation for why Bitcoin is the thing we need. And, and I was sitting there and I was like, oh my, oh my God, like WTF, what is going on here? <laughs> and, and, and I just wanted to like fly back and, and give the book to, to everyone I know. And then I started Googling, um, where, where's the German version and stuff. Is someone doing the German version? And I found nothing, nothing on Amazon, nothing anywhere, anywhere on Google. And so I just went uh, to my favorite app, like uh, Twitter. <laughs> cool. And, and asked Saifedin, like directly, uh, I, I DM'd him like, hey, who's doing the German version? Where can I get it? Or can I help uh, realizing it? And he immediately answered and, 
and, and gave me a contact for the original uh, US publisher. And, and he said, like, if you're starting a company or so, uh, I'm sure they'll give you a license. And so that's what we did. We made uh, a little fundraising in, in the German Bitcoin space and acquired one, one or two sponsors who would help us financing the translation, you know, like a professional translation in German. Um, and after we got that, we, we founded the company. We got the license from the original publisher, which is Wiley. And then uh, things just got going. And now we're, we have sold um, more than 3,000 uh, units of this absolutely great book. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I, 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 would have, I never would have thought that, that, like, that, that it goes so well, that people like it so much. Like we get, um, they, they, co they compliment us on, on, on how, how good the translation is and stuff. And we, we really put months and months of hard, hard work uh, in there, which is besides our normie jobs, right? That's right. Um, like on weekends, or in the nights and stuff. Um, but it, it came out pretty good. It has like, I guess, 52 re reviews on Amazon and almost five stars, like 4.99 or so. Super cool. Oh my God, that's awesome. And now you just helped me understand why it took us three months to get this podcast together. <laughs> that, that might be a reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. might be it. Um, so, okay, uh, let me ask you this. What, um, I guess, what's the next book that, uh, that you plan on publishing? Um, the next book I can officially talk about uh, will be Jan Pritzker's Inventing Bitcoin. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I translated this one myself. Um, because it wasn't that long, right? And yeah, I'm 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 glad uh, to have this one as our our next one because where uh, the Bitcoin standard is like the the big basis, you know, you know the the big book um, answering a lot of your questions. Um, Jan Pritzker's book is like the perfect introduction. You know, the thing you can buy like ten times and give it to all of your friends. Yes. And, and actually, there's a, another, I, I also want to give a shout out, of course, to Durjiji for his 21 Lessons, because I also think that that's a great uh, introductory book that gives people a piece of everything, you know? Absolutely. Like, so, yeah. um, Gigi is also part of, of the podcast I'm in. Oh, really? And Yeah, yeah. And we on, on uh, Aprico Media, we, in our shop, we also have um, Gigi's book. I mean, he himself is, of course, uh, selling it via Amazon. Um, but we also uh, bought uh, a couple of copies and, and also offer it in, in our shop, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. This is super cool. Yeah, I, I, cool. I didn't know that he was on uh, on the pod with you guys. That's super cool. So is yeah, he... I, oh, sorry. I think it's... Yeah, no problem. I think it's it's the one of the only things uh, in the Bitcoin space he's doing like in, in, in his uh, native language. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like there's there's a, there's a cool... A German-speaking Bitcoin space evolving in Germany, Austria, Switzerland. It's it's pretty nice. Awesome. So is he is he your co-host? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. we are we are, but we are. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. I think we are five, five guys. Um, and we are always uh, changing. Like whoever has the time on Wednesday evening, we are recording the the pod. Oh my like, god. Sometimes we're two. Sometimes we're four. Sometimes we're five. It's pretty cool. 
Okay, so let's, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to dive into your pod a bit, you know, because... Of course. Because, of course, I'm a podcaster, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> it, it's it's just kind of fun to, you know, pick other people's brains. So let me ask you this. Um, I guess, when did you start doing the uh, your Bitcoin podcast? And we're going to, just so everybody knows, we're going to put a link to the uh, your podcast in the show notes. Oh, thanks. That's awesome. Um, to be honest, I, I, I'd have to take a quick look. Um, Gigi and Marcus... Yeah, are the two guys who who started it uh, initially, and after a couple of ads, um, Dennis uh, and me. You might know Dennis. I'm not sure. He's he's also working on BTC Pay server stuff sometimes. Um, Dennis and me joined, and then at the end, Daniel Wingen, the host of the Value of Bitcoin conference, um, also joined, and so we 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 became five. And what we are doing, um, what we were doing at first was just um, talking about what happened in Bitcoin last week, you know? Yeah. Um, pulling pulling up the the, uh, the links, um, going through some articles, debating, discussing, um, saying what we think about cert certain things. But then, like, uh, I think two months ago, uh, Dennis, uh, he's Dennis Reimann on Twitter, I guess. Um, Dennis started doing some interviews. He's he, he's the tech guy. He and Gigi are, are, are pretty deep in the tech, you know? Yeah. And, and so he started to interview some people, some techie people, some uh, economy people. And last week we added uh, another like branch to our podcast, which is called the um, Lesestunde, which you would translate to the, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the reading class. Oh, okay. And, like a lecture yeah. class. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's uh, somehow like Guys Wants Pod, you know, where, where we take articles um, Last week was, uh, oh no, no, last week was uh, Nick Carter. Um, uh, how, how's the German title? A Most Peaceful Revolution. We, someone translated that to German, which s some of us do sometimes, you know, translating the good stuff into German. Um, and on, on, on Friday, um, I've, I've read it, like just reading it down like Guy Swan does it without the discussion at the end. But um, that's a new thing we started. Um, seems pretty cool. People seem to like it. And and you know that's the the thing you can share easily, you know, which so, you can share with it with a colleague um, who doesn't know nothing about Twitter, and and maybe he's he's more likely to hear it like on a podcast episode than he's likely to like read an article. Oh, I I totally yeah. I totally agree. So uh, just to make sure I understand it correctly, right? You're essentially you're translating the articles into German and then reading them out loud. Sometimes I'm translating them. Sometimes someone else is translating them. But as soon as they pop pop out and and we think okay that makes sense we from now on from now on want to want to uh, read once a week like that is um and, yeah very, yeah go on sorry oh no i was just gonna say that's very cool I, I i totally dig that you know because it's true you know we have all of got you know we have guy swan you know from uh crypt economy so huge shout yeah. out to guy you know who makes it possible for us to absorb all of this bitcoin knowledge in english yes. right I, I love the part oh it, it's absolutely, you know what? It like um, he, he's he's like a bitcoiner's bitcoiner, you know. <laughs> it's like like he he reads. That's a good one, yeah. You know, he reads everything for us, and then we get to listen to it. We have the easy part of what guy does. So it's exactly exactly. It, it's super cool that you're doing that in German. I I honestly wish more people did that for more languages because there is so much information in Bitcoin. There are so many really great articles. And it's it's almost impossible to read them all. 
Th that's true. And you can't get ahead, but, but, but you can like listen to it while yes. you're doing the dishes or stuff. And that's, I think that's why, why podcasting um, and like audible stuff is the next 10 years. We have seen nothing, I guess. Oh, I totally agree. I, I completely agree. I, I think, I mean, you know what? Uh, five years ago, I could tell yeah. you right now, five years ago, I had never listened to a podcast. Me too. And Me I had, too. or That's an audio book. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now I like, it's like now I essentially buy print as a collectible. You know, it's like me too. Same here. Well, wow, that's that's funny. I, I do the, I do the exact same thing. Like I <laughs> I listen to most of my books and then I just uh, buy the book uh, as a collect a collectible on my shelf just to. This is it. Yes, I, I read it. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I don't know why it's. Uh, oh gosh, that's not good. That means we're going to become hoarders. You know, eventually. You know, but you, you know, you, you know, in, in these times with the low time preference, when we are saving up so much money, there is something. Where you where you have to be weak and, and and let let this be books for us exactly right like if you're gonna you know what <laughs> to your to your point right um, yeah I, I've it's very interesting because even when like so right so you're talking about low low time preference um, yeah. and, and and that's a very good point is that if you're going to spend your money right if you're going to exchange tomorrow's value today why not do it for something that will bring you value tomorrow as well. So it's not an entire exchange, you know, like you're not losing exactly, yeah, all yeah. of tomorrow's value today because you're, you're like, for example, if you go out and buy some useless crap, you know, like some, you know, I don't know, a whole bunch of clothes or, you know, 20 different pairs mm -hmm. of the same shoes because they have mm -hmm. different colors, you know, like that's not going to help you. That's not going to make you smarter. It's not going to make you a better, you know, it's not going to make you better in your field. It's not going to, I, I think necessarily give you more you know it's not really going to give you a better quality of life but at least with books you're filling you know you're you're filling your mind with knowledge and you're exercising the brain which is very important and you know it, it keeps you lucid absolutely absolutely and and also like w when i listen to the book um uh, and i order it and and do the, the physical version and I, I i put it on my shelf of course you could say it doesn't make sense because I consumed it by audio. Why do I buy it? But but then it's there on my shelf, you know. Um, no matter what what happens in in the world, what happens with censorship and stuff, yes. um, I have that book right there. And when when I have kids in a couple of years, um, I can give the book to my kids and can say and, and and can say um this one this one is super important. Please read it, you know. And it doesn't matter if is there still Amazon and Audible? Is the book still, quote unquote, allowed or not? It's just there, you know. And and that's I think that's somehow why 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 I like getting them in, in the physical version. You so th this is kind of it's kind of crazy. We're very much alike. Um, I, I I just want to <laughs> nice. go. I want to go back to your point about the censorship, though. That's exactly why I started buying certain books is because I I had this deep fear probably around the age of um, probably in my mid-20s that a lot of information would start to become censored or modified to, you know, to fit specific narratives. And to your point, I always wanted to buy the books because at least that way, those books that I own cannot be censored. And I could have, wow. the, and I could yeah. have them for the future. So man, that, that is, it, it is absolutely true. It I, I totally feel, makes sense. Uh, like like they, they, they do this... Uh, 
you can read about that. They do it with school books and stuff, you know, like history school books uh, and, 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 and stuff like that. Everything which is not like pure science. Um, there's a lot of things they change over the years, you know, maybe this war is shown a little bit different and then that conflict is shown a little bit different and that's that's super dangerous so oh yeah i think some somehow it's it's pretty good that that some people some some weirdos like like we are uh keep the books in physical <laughs> version <laughs> because i mean the digital versions you know you can you can just change them over the years nobody's going to notice change a sentence here change a sentence sentence there that's like um i heard of wikipedia doing this uh, with with a lot of stuff over time Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's so dangerous. It, it really is. It is truly dangerous and it's actually very scary. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Because as we, we all know, the uh, the famous saying, right? History is written by the winners. Exactly. You know, I mean that and that counts for a lot of things, you know, that's right. Who won which world wars? What is the story that is shown? What is the narrative and stuff? Who did? Who was only good? Who was only bad? And that it's pretty crazy. That exactly right, exactly right. Because you know, I I I, I always like the saying. You know, there, there's there's three sides to the story. There's your side, my side, and the truth. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You oh, know? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. And it is. I mean, it is completely accurate because we are both going to have our biases and somewhere in between is actually what happened. Absolutely. I mean, I don't remember who said this, but but it it fits with what you just said. Um, nobody will ever know the exact truth, you know, like everyone has his point of view and has the things he can know about it. No one will ever know everything. So we have to figure out the truth is somewhere in between, I guess. Oh, absolutely. It's and, and you know what? It's kind of funny, right? Because then, you, you know, this is where thinking critically comes in. If you're not a critical thinker, you're not going to be able to look at the information objectively from both sides and, and actually try to come to a medium. This is I guess this is the most important uh, point ever. If I learned something like from from all the books I've read, it's just question everything, you know, and it doesn't matter from whom the information comes, like just question. For example, um, when I de uh, debate like with uh, friends of mine who have uh, studied economics, um, they're like, they can't even get used to the thought that the inflation thing is a bad thing, you know? They're, they're just, just like, uh, yeah, but we oh. need a certain amount of inflation because of this and that and here and there, and this textbook says this, but if you like, if you go into yourself and you ask yourself and you, and you see um, the explanations of Austrian economists, then you know that that's bullshit. You know, you know that this is not those are not facts like those are theories built around something um, elites or states or governments or central banks just want to achieve. And it's just a foundation layer for everything else they want you to believe. So, you know what, let's dive into it because you, you put out a tweet storm this morning. Okay, that you called, uh, I'm just going to read the first one, right? You called the Pandora's yeah, box, yeah. right? Like a short, exactly. tweet, a short tweet storm about the clever narrative of the need for inflation. Making the world believe you need some kind of inflation to adjust to real growth is one of the smartest tricks ever. And yeah. I, I just, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that it is unit bias and brainwashing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
if you lay the the information or or the quote unquote fact that you need somewhat inflation, if you lay that as a educational uh, base, you know, basis to for people, then this is the thing they they would never question. You know, if if you make it something like um, gravity, people don't question it. Like, uh, right? You know, that's right. And and that's what they do. They say like you need uh, to adjust the 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 money supply. Um, so that it comes close or is the the same as the the growth of 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 the of of the ex existing products of the um, economy and stuff. But if if you if you read upon it, if you go into the, the the details, it's not right because I mean this thing should 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 measure exactly that. So a currency which does have no inflation would be way better in measuring what do the markets do. Than a currency that tries to grow in the in, in in the same way, you know, and that's. But it's, I I really admire the people like laying out that plan because it's so smart, you know. It it just opens this as I call it Pandora's box because if you say I need some inflation, you can always go with oh, I need this percentage or that percentage, and this year we need more, this year we need less, and by the way. Um, Oh, this is a crisis. This year, maybe we need to go a little bit higher than the two percent, and and it's just it's so dangerous. But by opening that box, you just enable states, governments, central banks to do whatever they want. At the end, I mean, right now we're seeing it. You know, they they are doing whatever they want. It is the illusion of a stable monetary policy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I I totally agree. I. I just don't understand. Um, I don't understand why people have this unit bias and why people think that that inflation is required. I mean, if you really, really take a look, what happens? The people, the organizations that own the majority of the resources, what happens through the mechanics of inflation? Their money supply continues to increase while everyone else's purchasing power continues to decrease. Exactly. I mean, um, but, but the, the the narrative is is pretty smart, right? Because, oh yeah. Because you just tell them um, it it need to needs to get on the same level because otherwise um, salaries would have to shrink and stuff, and and that would that would lead to outrageous protests, blah 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 blah. But to be honest, if if people would get used to that, you know, I mean, you would like sign a contract. I I want to work here and there. Then I sign a contract for I don't know a year to have that salary. After the year, I can ne negotiate a different salary. And maybe after two or three years, um, the employer comes to me and says like, hey, look, um, those are the numbers. Our profits are like this and that. Um, money has become worth more or, or, or you do have like 10% more purchasing power. So we would go down with your salary for like, I don't know, 8%. Um, people would just they just need to get used to this. This would not be a problem, right? See, and to your point, the whole key is the purchasing power and and the, exactly. and the value. Because if a person if a person is able to constantly increase or maintain their purchasing power, who the hell cares if the number goes up? Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. in, in terms of like, I'm, like, I'm like, talking about in terms of the number of dollars. Like why the hell do I need more of them if the one I have now retains its purchasing power. Exactly. Like, and, and if the purchasing power goes up, you know, like up and up and up and up, 
there will come come a time or a point of point in time where I'd be okay with my employer saying, hey, hey, we have to go down with your salary. Because if we keep everyone on the salaries from like 10 years ago, we, we don't have any profits anymore. Because like your salaries r r rise, the purchasing power rises every year. Um, so we have to go, go down with, this, with the salary. Like you can still pay your rent. You can still pay everything you have. Like, and, yeah. and I think if people are used to that, that would not be a problem. But but the 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 argument from from like the the, the, the Keynesians, the, the Keynesians, um, is is pretty smart because that's what people would uh, think if if they just think about it like for twenty seconds. Then that's the conclusion they come to. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If salaries go down, that will be problematic. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so so the thing is done, right? And and that's the that's the the base layer for everything built on top. And that's just pure insanity. It is. It is absolutely pure insanity. And it's all done under the guise of, you know, they're never they're never telling you that it should be like this. Um, you know, the, the Keynesians are, are just telling you this is how it is. You know, this goes back to many conversations that we have. But, you know, when you go to school, they don't talk to you about Austrian economics. They don't talk to you about uh, inflation in the same way. They explain it to you, especially at a base level, like high school level economics simply tells you this. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, and recently I had a discussion with uh, some, some, some colleagues and um, we were talking about inflation and uh, then, then he was saying like, but, but you need the 2% inflation. And I was like, what inflation? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, inflation of money supply or inflation of the consumer price index and he was like of course cpi consumer price index that's the most important thing and blah 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 and i was like what look they are fooling you with that thing like every year everything that's in the con consumer price index basket gets worth in quality just to remain a price that that is just just adjusted to two percent you know and but but the, the real thing is like there was a super cool um i don't know uh, bread um, made from someone by his hands it went to some 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 white bread sandwich bread from the supermarket you know and but but still they say there's a bread in the in the cpi um and that's still the same thing but it's not you know that's right that's a very good point right that's something else that we don't really know and only somebody who was here several you know what i mean like somebody from the 1950s or something that like like my parents that that, that can actually tell you this but um i'm pretty sure that they were getting bigger cuts of steak back then for the same money i think I, that they were getting I better quality yeah. too yeah exactly the, the quality is the thing right it is because I think that, for example, as you said, the meat quality that is calculated into the CPI today by far is not the same as it was like 40 years ago. And, and, that's, and that's how they build up on it, right? They, they just make things more complicated, um, way, way harder to, to understand. Um, and, and so they're just like, that's the CPI. CPI just went up 2% a year, exactly as it should. Everything's okay. Peace. <laughs> but, but but you know but 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 something inside you says the feeling that's not true everyone says like i have the feeling i i cannot buy the same amount of stuff this year than i could like five years ago but you can never put hard facts out to someone and say look this is the reason this is the reason it's because it's just 
it's it's packaged into a complicated ball of something. That's right. And and you know what? It's interesting, right? Because so I want to go back because you're, you're talking about the CPI. I I've always had this thought: Why do we measure our um, our output as a society um, in terms of consumerism? Like like why is it so important that number that we continue to consume more and more? That's you, I, I mean. <laughs> Like, like I'm why, asking, why, I'm why is that the quality? This, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how, how does that improve the quality of life? Like, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a trick, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it, it does not make any sense at all. Um, as, as far as I myself can, can, can understand, you know, it's, as you said, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like exactly like GDP, like, exactly. What, what does it say? What does it say? Like, it's the same thing. Gross domestic produce. It's like, you know what I mean? We're being measured on, we're being measured on doing, not on being. And yet we're supposed to be human beings. Exactly. Wow. That's a good one. You yeah. know? It's, like, that's, it's true. It, you, you might, you can measure CPI, you can measure GDP, but why should you take this as a, as a standard to, to say, okay, this nation is doing good and this nation is not. Like, someone sent this to me. I, I think someone from the Einundzwanzig podcast, I, I don't really rem remember. There was an article about um, Bhutan. You know this? It's, it's yeah. a small country. Yeah. And, and, and they are measuring it. They have this index. And that's how they are measuring I'm sorry, how, good they, how good they're doing. What's, yeah? what's the index called? Happiness. Index. Happiness like, index. They're just questioning the, the folks living there. Um, how happy are you regarding this and that and this and that and this and that? And then they get an, get an index. And then you can see from year to year, is it going up? Is it going down? So you know, what are we on to? So right there, the, it, you know, it's, it's completely different, right? The, their narrative is, a, is, about, is about how they're living. Not, not, exactly. not how much they're buying or how much they're producing for somebody else to buy. Exactly. It's, it's more about... How do they feel? You know, how 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 do they appreciate what they have? Um, and it's this is this makes I know it's not hard facts. You know, it's not it's not something I can like calculate down to whatever. But but it says so much more regarding how do people feel? You know, how how is the country evolving? Like. Um, is GDP going up ten percent every year for ten years, but happiness index is going down? What for? Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, if you look at the quote unquote, you know, westernized, you know, you know, westernized cultures, the happiness yeah. index has gone fucking down. You know, it's, I think so. <laughs> like, it's like you know, people so. aren't any happier. They, they, they have a whole and, and it's interesting, right? Because the, everything around you sells you this this dream right like you you know they, they sell you the dream of the house with the cars and the you know the kids that go to camp and you're going on vacation and you're you know all i see as i watch all this okay i see a mouse in a wheel okay exactly and the yeah, wheels wow. and yeah. the wheels getting bigger and bigger but the mouse the mouse stays the same size and it's got to push harder and harder exactly the wheel is getting bigger and bigger but but, but you needed to, to to turn uh with the same speed right yeah that's right that's yeah it's that's it's that that is and that is the exact thing right um um they are selling us um those dreams you were talking about 
and it gets harder and harder and harder for everyone to achieve. But whenever they say, hey, this is getting harder to achieve, you, you just from the left and the right, you get just the, hey, last 10 years, we had the inflation goal exactly hit. What are you talking about? And then you're like, oh, okay, this, it, this, this must be just me. Exactly. You know? To your point, they, it, it's, it's interesting, right? It's this manipulative trick to make you think, you know what? You're having too many Starbucks. <laughs> you need to, you know what? For you example, you yeah, need yeah, another yeah. job, just as an example, or you need another job to make ends meet. So it becomes a personal problem. It, it's a, it's a exactly. personal thing exactly. that you're not doing enough. Absolutely. And, and by, by opening the, the box we've been talking about, like people would never find out how a deflationary environment would change their behavior regarding this, this, this you know, um, and they, it would make their life goals more achievable. Maybe depending on, on how, um, how everything works out, they could just with 50, they could say like, okay, I'm done working, got my house, got my this, got my dad. And I'm, I'm, I'm confident. That's it for me, you know, but, but this way you, you're always struggling, always struggling, always in the red race. You can never get out. And, and you know what else, right? The good part about this is while you're sitting there struggling to just make ends meet. And, and again, this is the average person, you know, we're not just talking, you know, we're, we're not obviously not talking about everybody, but the average person is yeah. sitting there struggling, but guess what? While they're struggling, they can't actually pay attention to making their lives better. They can't. And, and, and it's, it works out fantastic for the people in power. Because the people in power wow. get to, you know, they, they get to continue being fucking clowns and, you know, doing their little circus, right? Exactly. <laughs> Huge point. You know, the, the, the thing I did and the thing you, you I think, did, um, reading up on that stuff, getting into it, understanding it, like the meme, ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that, right? <laughs> That's people, right. People coming home from their job, they ain't got no time for that stuff. Like, they, they are full of joy if they can sit in front of netflix watch two hours go to sleep uh get the next day over you know that and it just keeps people from from exploring themselves and exploring how the world works and that's the trick you know so that that's very interesting that you bring up the exploring themselves okay um there uh i i forget i'm probably gonna misquote this okay but um <laughs> if you know anything about like freemasons or anything like that um Anyways, they. Heard of it? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but anyways, they, they have. There's an interesting saying, right? Um, they have this idea of a of a temple, and above the temple is written, "Know thyself." Okay. Mm -hmm. Because when you go out into the world, you have to know yourself first before exactly. before you can actually go and contribute. And a lot of people, to your point, you know, we're we're so stuck in that wheel. We don't have any time to get to know ourselves. And, and also, you'll notice in school, uh, most schools anyways, uh, they don't teach you to know yourself. You know, they, they, don't, oh, yeah. they, yeah. they, don't, they don't teach you mindfulness exercises. Most schools are not going to teach you, you know, breathing exercises or, you know, um, reflection or meditation. Nothing like that. What they're going to teach you to do is, is be a cog, you know, a wheel in the machine. Here you go. Exactly. This, is, this is your place. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's that's exactly that's a, a pretty important point that that's what we're like. People always say, like, ah, oh, you want to tell me some someone makes up that we should all become this and that way. And then I have to say, I don't know. Look, I don't know if so, if this is someone's agenda or not or whatever. But 
if you open your eyes, you can see that it is the way it is. Like that's ex exactly how you said it. If you're going to school, you're not you're not good if you're good at something you like, you love, and you can do good. You're good if you're above average in what everyone has to do. You know, you that's could be like you could be the the next um, uh, Bach or, or Mozart or, or, or Beethoven or whoever. Um, nobody would notice. Like in school itself, if you wouldn't do it for a hobby. Uh, like music, nobody would notice. You would be in school, you would suck at math, you would suck at uh, chemistry, suck at whatever. Maybe you, you would not make it um, and you would be like the biggest genius of music the world has ever seen. Nobody would notice. That's right. And, and don't get me wrong, but by stifling creativity in this way, by, by making it go through this gauntlet, okay, you, in, you ensure that the person that comes out on the other side is very controllable. Absolutely, because I mean, you got him where you where you want him to be, right? That's right. Oh shit! I need a job. I need to do this and that. I I hardly can save up some money, so I I will never get to the point that I can, um, like say, okay, for the next year, I'm just going to do nothing. You know, I'm gonna explore myself. I'm going to to start a business. Blah blah. People just they don't get to the point. If, if, if you come into the red race um, with your first job and stuff, the dream they sell you with the house and the cars and the blah, 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 you're aspiring that dream and that keeps you away from ever getting, get, getting, uh, getting to know yourself and, 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 and getting something aside and, and saving up and building wealth. It's, it just makes you, okay, every, I'm now 35, everyone has kids, everyone has a house, I need to get this, I, I need to go there, blah, 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 blah. That, that's insane. It's just insane. It, it absolutely is. It, it, it completely is. And I, I think that we, you know, the problem is, is that we have no evidence of a world that wasn't built like this. You know what I mean? Like we, we only have the evidence of, of the world that we have. So it's, it's interesting, you know, it, uh, it's easy. It's easy to be tricked into thinking that there, the other way cannot work. Exactly. I mean, um, I wouldn't quite say we have no evidence, but um, the evidence of the past uh, past can be mm. or, or maybe got changed a little, you know, or, or maybe just is forgotten in some history books. Um, but you're right. For the for the modern age, there's nothing to compare. Right. That's true. That's true. I, I like that. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's um, it's just the evidence isn't readily apparent. You know, and to your point, exactly. it's, it, it's, it's hidden away, you know? Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, it's not the books you read in school, you know? It's oh, simple no. as that. Like, it's, what is the basis that leads you a certain way? I forget who said this, okay, but this is another good quote, is uh, um, if you read the same books as everyone else, you're going to think the same thoughts as everyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that, but but I also don't remember <laughs> from whom. But um, it's 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 so true. Yeah, that that that's the thing. If if you read, if you do, if you say yes. what everyone else says, you will will never experience something else. That's right, and it's always the blind leading the blind because the reality is, okay, does your neighbor really know how to live better than you? And and where did your neighbor learn to live? <laughs> and and where did your neighbor learn to be who they are? Right? Exactly, yeah. They, they have no, the same, they have no in clue. In the same system, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the same system. They have no clue. And, and don't get me wrong. They're not going to tell you they have no clue because they learned from their neighbor. 
Exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when I was uh, 17, 18, just, just before get, get, getting into a university and my first job and stuff, I always thought, like, I kept this to myself. I was like, oh, my gosh, if, if, if I see um, the grown-ups, um, everyone having a job, everybody knows exactly what he's doing. They have their passion, their perfect job. They're, like, they are living the life. How, how do I ever get to this point? And then, like, a couple of years later, I'm in my first job. I realize nobody here knows what they are doing, you know? <laughs> Like everyone's just, I don't know. I got told you do it like this. Um, this is just my job here. Hey, sorry. It's that that's insane. We're just like, I mean, I don't want to use the word puppets because it's so conspiracy stuffy, wow. but, but, but we, some, somehow we are, it you is. gotta admit somehow we are. All right. Well, how about this? We're, we're not puppets. We're Muppets. <laughs> we're, we're meat puppets yeah okay 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 fair enough yeah <laughs> you know it's i don't know but i i do agree and and i do i i get i get the the underlying um the underlying connotation that um you know that puppets implies conspiracies and it's fantastic right because that word alone the second you say the word conspiracy this is what's fantastic about brainwashing okay you can you can say a word many many times and and simply add on uh, adjectives to it to describe it so that once a human being hears that word enough times well guess what the next time they hear that word all they're going to picture in their head are all the little descriptions that the media has put together for them so when somebody says conspiracy or you know like you just said oh you know we don't want to think that we're puppets because right away we think conspiracy and then right away conspiracy leads to some crazy guy you know with a exactly. with, with a tin foil exactly. hat living in a cage right absolutely i mean that there are like especially right now there are numerous things um that were always conspiracy stuff um, that you see popping up in the real world, you see, suddenly you see some of the media exposing it and you see, oh shit, um, at the end of the day, it wasn't a conspiracy. So what else might not, might not be, right? Um, I mean, of course, there's super crazy stuff out there, no doubt about that. But um, that's why I said you, the, 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 your credo should be question everything, you know? And that means not seeing something and after five seconds say okay that's sorry that's bullshit like give it a try read upon it if you then say that's bullshit that's okay but but don't think something is stupid or or, or is made up just because everyone else says oh yeah no i and i like that by the way the credo question everything yeah i mean i mean that's that that's that should be should be something everyone should learn in school right yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I definitely agree. And you know what? Some of us, it's interesting, right? How some of us naturally have that tendency to to just not believe what you're told right away. And yet some other people just want to feel safe and comfortable. And, you know, just, okay, I'll, I'll believe that because it's okay. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want to question uh, it because I'm afraid what I'm going to find. Exactly. I, I think that's just... The, most of the people, of course, there are some people. They are, they like to question stuff. Maybe we are, we are this kind of 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 of, of humans. Maybe okay, but the people that are like super anti, you know, that immediately say, "Oh, oh, come on, stop it!" Like those guys. That's just because 
in the belief system they have, like with their job and everything they believe and everything around it, that they built up something that would be shattered if something's true. Like if you tell someone, our money system is broken, but everything he learned, and maybe he's a banker, his job, his everything is built up on that. Of course, everything in his subconscious screams, no, no way, that's impossible. That's right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You're making me... Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh, because I was going to say... So I've spoken to some financial advisors, right? Like people who have like turned to, to Bitcoin, you know? Okay. Like, and, and I always find the people that come from the financial sectors to be very fascinating because they truly had to undo so much more brainwashing, I think, than others because they, they, they then went on to become professionals in this in that space in the financial space and if you're a professional in that space it means that you have to abide by those rules and you you have to sell that narrative absolutely and and i I mean guys that can make this change uh kudos right because that, that is so difficult i mean they told other people like no no it's like this it's like that it's like this and then they have to take a step back and say okay everything i did for the last 10 years is complete bullshit and that's pretty tough oh yeah i definitely agree <laughs> man this was uh this has been super cool fab i uh yeah I, man i enjoyed I'm it i'm super happy uh thank you so much so look uh do you have any um I, I guess what what books are on the uh the the horizon i know you just explained that jan pritzker's book was coming the the definitive ones but which ones would you like to publish if if you could <laughs> <laughs> good question um i <laughs> mean well. um there's there's a couple of stuff we haven't like fixed the contracts and stuff right now but what we would like to do uh in the future would be uh, knut's second book would be um bitcoin clarity if you know it uh yeah um, i just saw a tweet yeah? about, i think i just saw a tweet about it awesome book i guarantee you read it awesome book cool um and our plans for for the future w- would also be to go. Um, I mean, Bitcoin is our thing, right? But we we might expand to Austrian economics, um, personal freedom. Um, for example, the sovereign individual. Do you know this book? Absolutely, I love this book. I actually read it uh, a couple of months ago, right before the uh, the whole uh, COVID thing. Awesome, because um, as far as I know. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't do that much that much research, but as far as I know, it also doesn't exist in Germany yet. You know, nope. um, um, and that would be that would be a cool thing to 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 publish. Everyone should read the Sovereign Individual. That yeah yeah I've heard so much about it. Didn't read it yet myself, but but I've I've heard and read so much about it. It must be super awesome. Prepare to be mind blown. Wow. Okay. It is. It's really that good. It, it truly is. And it's like, it's one of those books that's like, as you're reading it, you're just, you're having one mind blowing moment after another. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's one of those. It sounds pretty good. Right. I really, nice. I really enjoyed it. And, and it's not a dry, it's not a dry read either. You know how, like, you know how some books it's like the information is so great, but it's like, it's difficult to get through. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to work yourself through every page. Yes. Yeah, I know. The sovereign individual is not one of those books. It's like you you wow, really okay. want to hear you really want to hear the next thing that 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 he's talking about. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, th those are, are, are uh, the, the things, right? Why is this thing not existing in, I, I don't know, for other languages, but, it, but f for German? I mean, it's like Germany, Austria, Switzerland. That's not, that's not few people, you know? That's not like, how can this be? Yeah. <laughs> that there's no German version right now. I, I don't get it. And, and that's just what, what we see as our goal. I hope one day in the future I can, I can just make this my, my full-time job. Uh, I mean, we would be 10 times more produ productive, I, I guess. Um, but that's the thing we want to get to, right? Getting those books, getting the important knowledge out there, and if possible, make our living with it. Very cool. Very cool, man. Um, okay, so I guess here, before we wrap up, do you have any, uh, any final thoughts for the listeners? I would say my final thought is just um, the credo. <laughs> question <laughs> everything. Like, I mean, same with Bitcoin, you know? Um, question everything. Is it, is, it, is it true what everyone's saying on Bitcoin Twitter? Question for yourself, answer for yourself, don't believe. That's right. That's right, man. So look, we're going to put uh, links in the show notes to, uh, cool. yeah, to your, uh, the Apricot Media. And we're also going to put a link to the, I, I see here for your podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man. So thank you very much for, uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And nice. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a pleasure. Um, yeah, hope hope we see or talk again to each other soon. Oh, I definitely think we will. I'd love to have you on again. Great. Cool. Cheers, man. Bye. Have a good time. You too. I hope everyone enjoyed my chat with Fab the Fox. It was absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, if we if we lived closer, you know, we'd probably hang out in real life because he's just a, he's totally on my level and I'm on his. And uh, anyways, it was very cool. So. Uh, links to his stuff is going to be in the show notes, um, his Twitter contact as well. If you want to reach me, you can find me on Twitter or Telegram. I'm at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Catch you all next time. Thank you for listening.